Hello, and a warm welcome to the Maven People Change Podcast. This is the place to find thoughtful and heartfelt conversations about leadership and organisation development. Each episode is created with our listeners in mind, so if you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like to hear us talk about, please do get in touch with us. Maven are thought leaders in the area of leadership and organisation development and have a wealth of experience in this area. We have a thriving community and we offer regular free events. You can find out more details via our website, maven.co.uk. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please do leave us a review on your favourite platform to help us grow our audience. Thanks so much for being here and we hope you enjoy listening. Welcome to our podcast mini-series, YOD. As organisation development is not something most people have heard of, I certainly haven't before I joined Maven around two years ago, I'm really interested in hearing how people found themselves working in this world we call OD. In asking our six Maven consultants this very question, I found their responses really interesting and really varied. In fact, I found it brought a little bit of what makes each of them so unique and special to the fore. So these short 10 to 15 minute podcasts are a quick way to get to know the varied paths and personalities of our wonderful consultants. In this episode, I'm talking to our director, Sarah Fraser. So hello, Sarah Fraser. Hello. Uh, Do you want to start by telling us a little bit about who you are and your role at Maven and... Uh, sure. So I am one of the directors at Maven. Um, I joined Martin and James, I think technically three, four years after they set Maven up. I can't even remember, quite remember it, but joined them as a, as a director and um, I predominantly focus on third sector. So that's my background and um, that's where my interest is in working with third sector organisations, development organisations. Nice. Okay. So as I've explained to everyone else, that the reason I'm doing this little sort of podcast mini-series is I think OD isn't a field that most people on the street have heard of. So I'm quite interested as to how our consultants found out about it and, and found themselves working in it. So um so yeah, how did you how did you fall into this thing called OD? Hmm. I sort of decided how far back I go. <laughs> um, so when I was what no, but the the reason I joke about that is that my dad worked in the same field. He was Maven's chair until just the beginning of of this year. But the the history there is that you know obviously you get influenced by what your parents do and um, and stuff. But the bit that that I always remember is often on a on a Sunday afternoon to break um break up the the homework time and and sort of Sunday sog which is what my sister and I always used to talk about is to go for a walk in the woods near near where we lived and sometimes and quite often it was just me and my dad that would go out for a walk and I would talk to him about whatever nightmare homework stuff had going on and probably talk about it he would try and help and then I sort of work out what I needed to do and he would tell me about all of the interesting uh difficult work projects he was doing and sort of any dramas that were going on 
And I just, I really remember those conversations and it's probably, I mean, who knows if that's, that's where any of the interest came from, but you know, there is a thread that goes back to that. And I'm just, I'm really interested in people and relationships and I notice things. And I, I say that only because I notice the difference between myself and um, maybe my other half <laughs> and the feedback <laughs> that my friends, that my friends often give me. Um, but, you know, that's what sort of underpins my interest in 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 this world of OD because it's about people and relationships it's about how people are with each, with each other how people turn up and how people work out how to how to be together in the world of organizations in this context so yeah that that's kind of where the interest comes from and then I kind of got into it you know as adamant I was going to do something totally different coming out of uni um as lots of people do or as you would expect and went off and um, tried out working in uh, supporting orchestras. Mm -hmm. I worked for an orchestra, um, just in the administration, you know, played the violin myself, but was never, never going to be good enough to actually play. And I thought, well, maybe I can like help these organisations to be better. And, you know, I love the world of music, but found it very frustrating and, and difficult at the same time. So, I thought, okay, let's go away and do something different for a bit. Anyway, I ended up working in a in a consultancy um it was a leadership consultancy um, and really got my grounding there it was research-based it was quite they did a lot of training but met some brilliant mentors and people who you know did really inspire me one of which is the most energetic tigger-like consultant I think you would have ever met he was always enthusiastic about about the work however difficult it was and and really sort of helped me along my way and another consultant who always had time for me and and let me get involved you know from being a project manager so being back office and trusted me and worked with me I think for no extra you know benefit herself but helped me to actually get involved in design and facilitation so just a few people along the way just really helped me get where I wanted to go which was to actually go from being project managing being behind the behind the scenes completely for leadership development OD programs to um, designing and facilitating and you know being in the middle of it with the clients but the other bit of the story there is that in that in that consultancy most of my work was very much in the corporate space and it was great grounding and very interesting but then I got given a client and I think I probably got given it because it wasn't hugely valuable <laughs> in terms of like income for the for the business but it was a uh, an NGO um, an international NGO um, and I was suddenly working with their senior team doing quite a big piece of work in their organization significant change significant challenges and absolutely loved it and I'd always said that I'd like to work in the third sector and then it, it just absolutely confirmed that for me um, and so then I went looking for for a role where I could I could work in that sector and did so with another organization for about four or five years and um, before coming to Maven and in that process did a master's in organizational change as well to sort of um, develop my practice okay um, yeah and that's brought me to Maven that's quite a long-winded story. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Some bits of bumps along the way. So it's interesting because 
my assumption is that most people don't grow up knowing about this field but I suppose you did grow up knowing about this field so you're a bit different in that sense but you still sort of came to it in your own way later on yes I sort of don't know how much I did or didn't know I mean I mainly heard about the disasters and how everything went wrong (laughs) (laughs) which are you know they're the best stories yeah but I do think there's probably something about making sense of people in that context that you know lots of those conversations orientated around you know when my dad would tell me about his work Mm. so yeah I think there's there's some some sort of grounding in there and I keep this at a distance but you know there is I have got some Jewish heritage as well so there is that connection in terms of you know supporting the underdog in some way Mm. um and yeah maybe you were talking about James James sort of coming at it from an activist perspective but you know actually wanting to advocate for or support those who maybe don't don't have so much of a voice there's just something in supporting those who might be struggling in an organization but for me you know also supporting uh third sector organizations who are trying to support those who are yeah who are struggling in some way Mm. yeah Yeah. and that that probably goes I guess another question question that I've asked some of the others is you know what what does it mean to you or what do you get out of it or you know why why are you doing it I guess and and that kind of goes to answer it a little bit I think that sort of answers some of it is that Mm. you know you're yeah because I often think you know I could go and work with a with an NGO or go and work in development organization I know this is what I'm good at mm. being a bit uh, one step removed and helping organizations connect to themselves people connect to each other and themselves better in order to do what they need to try and do you know that's that's where I've got expertise that's where I get energy from so stick with that because actually that will make a difference even though I am one step removed mm. I'm hoping that that makes a difference I think it yeah my hope and I think that it does make a difference. Well, we've talked about that before. I think internally, coming in as a consultant, you have a bit more license, a bit more permission to perhaps mm. say and do things that those that are internal can't or don't. Yeah, you're not you're not caught by the politics in the same way. Yeah. About having like two minutes with a the director of a an international organization I've been working with. You know, he just came to check in and just um, see how the, the work they were doing was going, just in a very friendly way. But it meant I had those two minutes, and I sort of not in a planned way, but just found myself addressing an issue and saying, "You know, you're you're going to need to pay attention to this. You know, like in order for us to get on with this work, you're going to have to think about who's going to support this work going forward," which is what the critical issue was. And that has led to a, a shift and a, a clear decision to do something differently in that organisation. And it's just like those little moments, actually, you can intervene where politically with a small p, others, yeah, others in the organisation might not be able to and sort of take, take some risks there. And sometimes our role really is to reflect back what's going on and say mm. things that either others in the organisation can't see or can't articulate or you know just really don't have the permission because it's too risky but then our job is to help them 
to have those more risky conversations going forward because you know you don't need the consultants there all the time mm. so how do you shift how do you shift things so that that becomes easier even if it's not completely the norm and that's a big part of what we do isn't it is, is trying to give them the tools and give them the way forward so that you know hopefully they don't need it you know need us again mm. that we're you know we're and you know especially like you said the the organizations that you like to work with are the third sector clients so you're hopefully capability building for themselves for the future yeah absolutely and that's not always overt but it's always you know part of it's part of the discussion in 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 setting up the work but sometimes it might be quite subtle just in being really clear about why you're doing things the way you're doing them in a session or you know how just even a reflective conversation of you know done a quick activity you know how is that how how could you use that approach just very subtle but just things that just might give individuals or the organization a different some different approaches and different tools once we've left the room mm. yeah for sure it's not always big bang shifts mm. or, yeah big bang things yeah mm. is there anything else you think you'd like to add to this to this conversation is there anything that we haven't touched on that we should or so maven's work goes across all different sectors Predominantly, I would say we work at the moment in the public sector, but the third sector practice is really, it's sort of, it's important both in terms of the work that we do. And as I said, you know, for the work that I want to be doing my values, but it's also, it's important in influencing Maven's culture. Mm. I think that it's, it is about, you know, we often talk about it. It's about, you know, ma making a difference in the world where, where the world needs to make a difference. And doing the third sector work, I know, is important to a lot of people that work that work here. And knowing that that we're supporting organisations that are trying to work on, you know, some of the biggest world's biggest problems, but around health, around you know, working in conflict, around poverty, around um, equality and inclusion. So really important stuff. And we work at the periphery of you know what those organisations are trying to do, but but hope, hopefully support them. In the work that they're trying to do so just that value set sitting behind sitting within maven is really important and it's you know that as a business we're investing in doing that work as well yeah as i say so because it is inherently part of maven's values people might not realize that we do offer some pro bono mm -hmm. work as well so that's part of maven's ethos you know it's not necessarily a profit driven it's about the difference we can make and mm. The conscious decision that we include a certain amount of our work is for the third sector because we feel that work's important yeah and th there's a balance of all of that but um it's been really exciting this year to do the first um set of projects pro bono projects as part of the mm. masters and setting up those projects um some of the um you know clients that we've had relationships for a long time some with new organizations that we haven't worked with before in the sector but brilliant to get those those projects up and running and think about the support that they're going to get through some yeah some very capable um people who are, are on the masters and yeah will be making a difference in the work that they're doing as well that that felt like such a positive move to be able mm. to be able to offer that um and yeah hopefully long may that last as part of part of the masters and maybe beyond that as well we'll see mm. Mm. yeah definitely okay should we leave it there yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> no thank you thanks that's take care bye bye, bye.
Thank you so much for listening to us today and we hope to see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.